0: The History Man with Terry Kringle. Hello. Last week I left the story of the biggest ever bank robbery in the Isle of Man, which happened 139 years ago, with the robber, 21 year old Andrew William Gray, under arrest and awaiting trial at the island's court of general jail delivery, charged with stealing nearly £9,000 worth of gold coinage worth many millions in today's monetary values from the Bank of Mona which used to be in the building which later became the home of the island's legislature. He actually worked at the bank in a position of high responsibility as chief cashier. His story to the police was that he was walking home after work and was waylaid by a gang of criminals beaten up and robbed of the keys to the bank so they could get inside that very night and help themselves from the safe but it was a story which simply didn't stand up, and this resulted in his arrest. His trial opened at General Jail on June twenty-fourth, 1878. There it emerged that the manager of the bank, John Gregg, had become concerned about Gray's private and secret investments in businesses, especially as because, as chief cashier, he had all the bank's cash and reserves at his disposal. In those days it was a rule that bank employees should not pursue other occupations on pain of instant dismissal. But Gray had become known for owning a livery stable, a wine shop, and was about to take over a public house. You have to say that surely Mr. Gregg should have been more concerned and proactive than he appears to have been. What he had on his staff was an embezzler, the case came before the Court of General Jail on June twenty-fourth, 1878, with Gray defended by one of the island's more colourful advocates of the time, Alfred Nelson Lawton, soon to become High Bailiff Lawton. In evidence, Mr. Gregg said Gray's salary was only a £100 a year, and yet he had private business interests. He also had a pony and trap for his personal transportation and a salaried servant in livery at his home. Mr Gregg added that he had been contemplating sacking Grey, but the latter forestalled him by handing in his resignation on the fatal Easter Saturday. It also emerged in court that Grey had been fiddling the books to cover up the money he had been stealing, and during the week before Easter Saturday he had been seen manhandling a total of one hundred weight of gold out of the bank and loading it into his trap. It's really difficult to understand how he got away with all these things without anybody becoming suspicious. After a nine-day trial, he was found guilty and sentenced to ten years' penal servitude, which he was sent to serve at Pentonville Prison in London. The question now arose as to where the fortune in stolen gold coinage was hidden. Gray wrote to Mr. Lawton, offering to reveal where it was, perhaps in the hope of getting his sentence reduced. The latter hastened to London and returned with a map. Police and bank officials went out with shovels and dug up nearly £2,000 worth of the coins buried in the garden of Grey's fiancé's home. There was also nearly £4,000 worth buried in the garden of Grey's home along with £500 worth in his desk. Only £2,000 worth was not recovered, very likely having been spent by Grey early on in his activities. In recovery terms, this was not too bad. But it was the end for the Bank of Mona, which soon closed its doors for good.